Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Scout Fantasy Sports. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Adam Ronis here for the next hour, taking you up until 8 p.m. Eastern. As the fantasy football playoffs are here, hopefully you got in with most of your teams, and we are here to help you. You can check out all my work, scoutfantasysports.com, have the Week 14 Fab Line Bidding Guide up, and obviously in some leagues, the waiver wire is closed, like the Fantasy Football World Championship and a lot of high-stakes leagues. The waiver wire closes after Week 13, but I know a lot of you are still in leagues where you can hit the waiver wire. Man, what a week it's going to be if you have some fab money left over. And, you know, the key here, too, is look at your opponents and see who has money left and who doesn't because there are many teams, and that will influence your bids. I mean, obviously, if you have the most money left and the next team has $233, you take the player you want, you bid 234 So... It's pretty simple at this point, especially if you are in the playoffs. You kind of just narrow it down, look at how much money is left, and make the bids accordingly, as there are definitely some big running backs to add off the waiver wire this week. And we'll get into all that news, but uh, you can check out the blind bidding guide on ScoutFantasySports.com right now. Uh, Article from Dr. Roto looking at his Week 14 news and notes, and a podcast from him as well. The projections from Sean Giles will be up today also for Week 14. As if you guys are looking to stream defenses, make your pickups, and you want to see the rankings and bid accordingly, that will be there for you. And, of course, ask your questions on the message boards and the forums anytime you want. Actually getting uh, several uh, fantasy baseball dynasty questions, and obviously we'll answer those. Uh, We'll answer basketball, football, whatever you have, uh, we will answer them for you. So you could become a member and ask those questions today. That's one of the uh, assets here at ScoutFantasySports.com is getting to ask those questions. Of course, ScoutDFS.com have you covered for NHL, NFL, where last week, if you looked at the optimal lineup, Travis Kelsey was in it. You know, a lot of people don't like to spend on the tight end. They like to go with the cheaper options. And uh, I considered Kelsey last week. I went with Eric Ebron, and he was good, but Kelsey was a difference maker, putting up uh, close to 40 points. Um Also, uh, some breaking news here. According to Adam Schefter, the Raiders are signing C.J. Anderson. So, not an ideal spot for him. This is a bad offense. You know, Doug Martin has actually ran pretty well, but you could see that there's no corresponding fantasy numbers just because they have not put up points. So, uh, C.J. Anderson going to the Raiders. I don't really think this moves the needle much at all. You know, got Jalen Rashard there, who they don't use enough. He's been good. Uh, you know, Doug Martin, you know, he has scored two weeks in a row, so uh, I take that back. He has scored a touchdown. Uh, but still, this is an offense that's kind of limited. And, you know, with Martin there, Jalen Richard, I wonder if there's a, a potential injury here with one of these guys. It's kind of strange that of all teams to take on C.J. Anderson, it is the Raiders. So uh, for a rebuilding team. Very strange to me, uh, so really don't see him doing much there, so don't think this is a big deal at this point. But, uh, again, check out scoutdfs.com NFL. This is going to be a week with some really cheap running backs uh, for sure, so it could be a chalky week, but it also makes it interesting because sometimes, as we saw last year, Spencer Ware, last week, Spencer Ware was heavy chalk, 4,000 on DK, and he was decent. He didn't didn't ruin you. You know, obviously in cash games, I, I could see, in tournaments going a different direction because you knew he's going to be highly owned. But either way, it worked out. But though it was Curtis Samuel and Chris Goblin were among the optimal lineups for the Scout DFS. So a uh, very useful tool. You get the stacks tool as well. So if you're out of it and you don't have any teams left, DFS makes some money here the last four weeks of the season and the playoffs. And you can check it out. Uh, we'll help you out as well as uh, NBA DFS as well, which you know I love. And talked about it during the show yesterday. 
especially if you play on DraftKings with a late swap. So, for example, five-game slate tonight. One game has already kicked off at 7 p.m. But now, in case there's any late-breaking news, pay attention because you can make changes, especially if you didn't use anyone in the first game, and the optimizer will immediately, like basically after any news breaks, like I'm literally saying like about a minute. Like yesterday, fortunately, someone alerted me during the show about Meritage being out, and that allowed me to get Julius Randle in. And in my cash games, he was about 51% owned. So that means about half the field, you know, obviously set their lineup and left. So take advantage of it. Pay attention. If you have the late swap, obviously on FanDuel, they don't have it, but they drop your lower score if you somehow had Miritich in your lineup, but that's an expensive zero to take, but it still didn't crush you. But on DraftKings, you have the ability to make changes. So uh, we got another game coming up at 7.30, one at 8.30, and two at 9. So if there's any late-breaking news, you can you know, kind of use the optimizer tool, plug in what you already have, and make those changes. So it's a very valuable tool to have. Tool to have. And VegasWhispers.com. For your sports betting needs, I give out a couple picks today for college basketball. So uh, become a member. When you sign up, uh, you get access to the private Twitter feed, and they'll tweet the picks as they get them from the sharps and see where the action is going. And that's where the access to that is really cool because you kind of get inside info on where the lines are moving and where the sharp money is. And uh, it's been really good this year. So uh, make sure you become a member today. We'll be joined by Chris Vaccaro. From The Athletic in the final two segments. Always fun talking to him. Plays in a lot of high-stakes leagues. Very sharp guy. So we'll get some analysis from him uh, coming up in just a little bit. But let's take a look at some of the big news going on right now. And James Conner has already been ruled out for Week 14. And we talked about this yesterday. Fortunately, before your waiver wire runs, you have this information. But it didn't look good that night. And there were reports yesterday saying, Oh, he's fine. It's not that serious. You just don't know the next day. The swelling could build. You just can't really make that definitive decision. And we know these teams are pretty quiet on things. But we saw today that they uh, you know, made a, an addition to the practice squad. And when you saw that early, that was bad news. And then during the press conference today, Mike Tomlin did say that James Conner will be out. And you also have to wonder, will this be an extended absence? Will this go beyond... Uh, week 14 because it could be in high ankle sprain and that's what some medical uh, professionals and doctors that I saw on Twitter were saying that it looked like in high ankle sprain just based on the video and we know with high ankle sprains that could be two to four weeks so the fact that he's already ruled out early in the week is not good news and now Jalen Samuels should be the lead back with Steven Ridley behind him I know Mike Tomlin came out and said the intention is to use a running back by committee but practice could change that this week now Jalen Samuels, we saw come into the game last week. I think Steven really doesn't have a carry since week 10, so he hasn't been involved much. And we know the Steelers basically employ one running back. They've always kind of done that the last several years. Uh, Samuels played 17 snaps last week. He had two carries, five yards, three receptions, 20 yards, and a touchdown. Week 10 against Carolina when Connor was banked up. He played 17 snaps, five carries, seven yards, three receptions, 22 yards, and a touchdown. So we know that a lot of his value – comes from the passing game. And the interesting thing, and I'm sure if you follow social media, there's been a lot of talk about it today, is Samuels is tight end eligible on Yahoo. I mean, you talk about a difference-making play. If this guy is going to be the starting running back for the Steelers and you get to plug him in a tight end, I mean, it's kind of unfair. It's a huge advantage, especially if you have uh, an inferior tight end, if you don't have the Kelsey-Zach Ertz. Uh, so this is really going to change things drastically in the Yahoo format, and especially if it's not fab and just, you know, order of waiver wire, uh, this is going to be a big deal. So, you know, we have seen Jalen Samuels uh, not really get a big workload at the NFL level. You know, he was a tight end at the combine, so that's why he has that. I, to me, it still shouldn't stick. I mean, the guy's a running back. I don't know why he still has the tight end eligibility. I know a lot of people are complaining today, but obviously Yahoo can't make that change because there were people probably a couple weeks ago or earlier in the season in the deep league saw it and said, hey, this guy's tight end eligible. One injury happens, he goes in to the starting lineup as a tight end. So you can't make that change now. It shouldn't have been that way to begin with. So uh, that's going to be a real score for people who already landed him in Yahoo Leagues or get him on the waiver wire tonight. So, you know, we haven't seen a lot from Samuels this year. 12 carries, 31 yards, 7 catches, 54 yards, and 2 touchdowns. So uh, I think he's going to be the lead guy. I mean, he would be the one 
that I go after. Maybe Steven Ridley gets some work, and maybe we don't see the full workload that James Conner got for a guy like Jalen Samuel since he hasn't really done it at the NFL level, and even in college too. So he's still a guy, though, that I'm bidding on and the top bid of the week for me, and absolutely you want to get him in Yahoo leagues. There's no question about that with that tight end eligibility. Some other news, speaking of tight ends, Greg Olson officially out for the season. He's going to be placed on injury reserve later this week. We all knew it anyway, but it's, you know, three foot injury since the start of last season. And I had mentioned it when Olson was coming back. Uh, anyone who asked me advice, I said, I'm really concerned. You know, uh, people were going based on the name and, and Greg Olson. But when he told when he said that he needed foot surgery at the end of the year, that was a red flag to me. That said, okay, this guy's not 100%. He's trying to come back. You know, he had this injury before, so he knows how to deal with it. And, you know, he was decent early on his first few games, and he had a stretch where he scored a touchdown in three straight games. But especially the last couple of weeks, you saw the volume go down, not as many targets. So uh, when Olsen was available on waiver wires, I didn't bid on him in any leagues. I just didn't want to pay the price. And I understand why some people did it. Tight end has been a disaster. And you feel like, okay, well, Olsen is on the field. You got to try and take a shot with him. But to me, there was considerable risk at the time, which is why I didn't go all in. I think I added him off the waiver wire in one league. It was a shallow league, and he was just sitting there, and I had Kyle Rudolph, and Kyle Rudolph has done nothing this year. Speaking of handcuffs, it's changing now for the Rams. If you are a Todd Gurley owner, Malcolm Brown is out the rest of the regular season. This is bad timing if you are in a high-stakes league or one where the waiver wire was closed, and maybe last week you went out and said, all right, let me get Malcolm Brown. Now if Gurley goes down, you have nothing unless you have John Kelly on the roster. It'll be probably John Kelly or Justin Davis. If I'm adding one, it's John Kelly. The rookie was very impressive in the preseason. We haven't seen him at all this year. I'm pretty sure he's been inactive almost every game, but uh, I think John Kelly would be next in line for those Todd Gurley owners. The Texans activated Deonta Foreman from the reserve pup list. They had until tomorrow to decide. We still don't know if he's even going to play or can contribute. I don't think he's going to be fantasy relevant he's not someone that i'm going to add i think he's someone to pay attention to for next year and there is a chance that he's a healthy and active i did see one of the texans beat writers tweet that out i mean this is a texans team that's won nine in a row and lamar miller and alfred blue have been solid they haven't been outstanding especially for fantasy i mean miller's been an rb2 not exciting you you don't have a huge upside you're going to get some games where he's okay and he gives you a decent floor. So there really is no reason at this point for the Texans to change things drastically unless Foreman comes out and looks great. But coming off this Achilles injury, kind of a little bit of a risk there. Pete Carroll said he expects Chris Carson to play this week against the Vikings. Remember, that is a Monday night game. So Carson had a dislocated finger last week, and that's really not a big injury. So as long as it's that, he should be fine. It is a tough matchup against the Vikings, but – this is a team that runs the football a lot. Carson's usually going to get around 15 touches. Always a good chance for a touchdown. So it sounds like he'll play. Either way, Rashad Penny is definitely someone, if you have the room, that you can stash on the bench because uh, he has looked pretty good when he's gotten the opportunity, and he did score a touchdown last week. And we've seen Carson get banged up numerous times this year. So if he were to go out, Penny could be a big difference maker here down from the stretch. Uh, Mitch Trubisky is getting better and feeling better, according to Bears coach Matt Nagy. Obviously, uh, they're hoping that Trubisky can return this week. They want to see him throw and then see how he feels out of that. Obviously, the Bears play Sunday night against the Rams in a big game. You know, the Bears losing to the Giants last week. You know, they are in good position to win that division. But, you know, if the Vikings can somehow pull out a win this week, that's the fortunate part for them that the Vikings lost. Uh, Vikings obviously fighting for the postseason life. This is a big game this week against Seattle. Seattle coming in seven and five and red hot. Vikings at six, five and one. So you know Bears could could fall this week, and then if the Vikings could somehow win, they're right there again for the division title. So I think the Bears want to get Trubisky out there if they can. And the Bills cut Kelvin Benjamin today. Not that you care. I can't even see how anyone owns him in a. 16-team league. I think in my 14-team league, he was cut a few weeks ago. I mean, he is terrible. He had an opportunity to catch a touchdown pass, didn't do it. I mean, he has just been so bad. What a terrible trade for the Bills. He's been awful, and I don't know if anyone's going to sign him. I mean, he's 28, and there was a 
tweet from a Bills reporter said he never seen anyone in all the years he's covered a team with someone that like Kelvin Benjamin who did not care about his craft. And I'm sure all of us in our industry have seen people that we work with that are like that. But man, Kelvin Benjamin just a brutal year. I remember in a draft, uh, you know, he was you know fifth, sixth receiver off the board, round nine, round ten. I was like, I still don't want him. I think early on, I was like, you know what, the volume is going to be there. Okay, ninth, tenth round. Then as I looked at this Bills offense, I'm like, I don't want any part of it. Told you guys, I didn't want LaShawn McCoy. He was my bust of the year in our preseason pro picks. Just didn't want any part of that offense. You know, sometimes you got to look and see how bad an offense is, and you know, will there be volume there? And with those teams, I didn't see it. Real quickly from last night, Eagles beat the Redskins 28-13. to Colt McCoy, fractured fibula early in this game. He's out for the year, so we saw Mark Sanchez come in, and that really just changed things. I mean, you got fortunate if you used Adrian Peterson, didn't like the matchup, was concerned about the injuries in the offensive line. He had a 90-yard touchdown run, finished 9 for 98, so you got lucky if you used him. You know, Josh Doxson was looking good early on. For me, he was a deep sleeper for this past week. And he had 3 for 51 and 5 targets, but... With Sanchez at quarterback, it hurts him. Jamison Crowder returned. He was 4 for 36. Chris Thompson returned. He had three carries, three yards, and three for 18 through the air. It's just an offense that you probably don't want much of a part of right now. Uh, Carson Wentz, 306 passing yards and two touchdowns. Josh Adams got the 20 carries, only 85 yards. He wasn't involved in the passing game at all, as we did see him a little bit, but we saw the return of Darren Sproles, who didn't have any targets in the passing game, but did have a rushing touchdown. He was 4 for 22. And Corey Clement looks healthy now, so he would be the guy, I think, if Adams goes down. Clement, 5 carries, 27 yards, and 3 for 47. And Golden Tate, you know, I used him with the season on the line. Didn't have many options in a 14-team league. He came through 7 for 85 and a touchdown on 7 targets. But once again, Alshon De- Jeffrey disappearing. Ever since they've got Golden Tate... We've seen his numbers have really gone down. Only five targets, three for 31. And next week, a big game for the Eagles as they go up against the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys lead the division over the Eagles and the Redskins by one game. So it should be a fun game next week in Dallas. When we return, I'll be joined by Chris Vaccaro from The Athletic. That is ahead right here. It is Scout Fantasy Sports on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 8 p.m. Eastern. You can check out ScoutFantasySports.com to help you get through that playoff push and win that fantasy football championship. The Week 14 Fab Blind Bidding Guide is up. you got the Week 14 news and notes from Dr. Otto as well as his podcast, and we'll answer your questions on the message boards and forums anytime you want. And check out ScoutDFS.com for NBA, NHL, and NFL. Time now to talk to Chris Vaccaro. You can find him at theathletic.com. Chris, what's up? Adam, what's going on, buddy? Uh, we're on our road to the uh, playoffs now. How was your uh, week 13? It actually wasn't too bad. I know it was a disaster for a lot of people and just a lot of running backs going down. The whole Kareem Hunt news breaking last week. No Melvin Gordon, the mm-hmm. Leonard Fournette suspension. Uh, so I didn't have any too many shares of those guys on important teams i did have kareem hunt on one team that it's not a big deal for me you know you have those leagues that are lesser significance uh fournette and gorda i had on the same team but that team was just bad the whole year so it wasn't a big deal uh my home league was where i was sweating it out and i was able to get two wins and get a two seed in a first round buy uh in the there you go yeah so it was overall you know in the fantasy football world championship online league that we did in Vegas, I was able to finish as the top seed with the most points. So, uh, oh, go, oh, yeah, overall was pretty Thanks. good. Uh, nine only, I only think you, nine leagues sorry, made the playoffs in seven. Oh, nice! Well, that's a good percentage. You'll take that every year, no? Yeah, but you know how it is. You probably wind up winning what one or two of them if you're lucky. Yeah, well, I get you. How anyway, was it you for know you? What? 
you 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 sleep you you lose sleep over the two that you didn't make. Oh, you know, that's, that's I'm I'm you're probably never, the same as me, you know, man. Right? I'm the same way. Oh yeah, I I I agree. It's you know I had a great uh, regular season. I had a good last night, which uh, you know caused me to win some good money. But you know what? At the end of last night, it was the one league that I came up short in, and that's what caused me to like lose sleep last night. Like I was so aggravated all night long and I was talking to a friend and he was like, dude, you won like five out of the six things that you were going for last night that came down to this final, you know, final night, five out of six, you got to be happy with it. And I was like, yeah, but that last one is what is, you know, aggravating me. He's like, well, you can't have it all. It's the truth. We can't have it all. But I think that we, you know, you say it all the time. You hate to lose more than you love to win, you know? And I just feel like that, that, uh, you know, that's the case. Is that, is that unhealthy for us? I think so. I I think so. (laughs) You know, the stress is crazy. It really is. Last night was such a sweat for me. Um, you know, just so many different leagues, so many different scenarios going on. I had, you know, a couple of wins that I pulled out by less than three points. One that was like 1.7, like, Things like that, you, you know, to out of course of a season, it comes down to those little couple points for certain things to get into big playoff, uh, you know, to, to get into playoffs and, and win leagues and everything. It's just, it's so stressful when it comes down to it. But, you know, to go back to your opening point, enough about us, Adam. You know, you said those running backs is what's really screwed people up this week. But not only that, but this was one of the worst weeks for quarterbacks also. So, uh, you know, you put you mix that in with the disappearance of so many big running back names, like you said, with Gordon Hunt, Fournette, um, you know, other ones getting hurt, Breida, stuff like that. It was a, it seemed like a really low scoring week, and that's just not what you were hoping for in a you know in a week thirteen when certain studs, uh, you know, in the week you got to remember the week started off with the Saints Cowboys game where it was just you know, a crap fest with Breeze and Kamara and Ingram and Michael Thomas and all guys that scored big for these teams that are in first place. They let them down week 13. So low scoring week, you know, you know, you, you hope for something better on a big week like that, but sometimes it doesn't work out that way. And I think that week 13 opening game, the Saints and Cowboys was a sign of things to come because we saw a lot of mm-hmm. games like that a lot. Like you said, the quarterbacks, I mean, Drew Brees in that game, Matt Ryan. I didn't like Matt Ryan this week, but I'm sure some people said, yeah. oh, he's home. I didn't thought it was a bad spot that I think they would have 131 total yards of offense. No, but there were a lot of uh, quarterbacks that just did not come through. I thought Brady was in a bad Man, spot. I know look. he got 300 yards, but I did, I had him in the sit column. Kirk Cousins did yeah. not perform. Yeah, that was a, a lot and of the big one, and then through. the big one was Andrew Luck. Yeah, the big one. Oh was my Andrew goodness! Luck also, I mean, how crazy was that? You know, crazy. You get you know three touchdowns from him every single week. You know, all those owners that are in that you know position uh, come week thirteen to win a title or wrap up first place, and then he gives you the zero touchdown game. So uh, you know that, and Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's been a stud all year long, like you said. You know, so. I actually had a couple Matt Ryan, Andrew Luck combination teams, and I split the difference this past week. Um, and because I wasn't in love with Luck's, uh, you know, matchup either versus Jacksonville. And uh, sure enough, they both stunk the bit up. Uh, how about with the Steelers situation? Now, we found out today James Conner is out. At least we got it early in the week. Well, maybe it's mm-hmm. bad news because now everyone knows who to get on the waiver wire if your waiver wire is still open. But I'm sure you've seen. But on Yahoo, Jalen Samuels has tight end eligibility. How crazy, crazy. is that? Crazy. Yeah, I've been reading all, all day on Twitter. You know, everyone's up in arms. This is gonna, you know, this is the major thing. But uh, I don't know about you, Adam. I don't play any Yahoo leagues, uh, any anything like that. So it's not an issue for me personally. But my God, that's that is crazy. Uh, you know, you're gonna have a guy that's probably gonna be ranked inside the top what 12, 15 this week. Uh, you, you figure? He'll probably you think, be ranked you, in the top fifteen. Do you think he's going to be the lead back? Do you not believe what Mike Tomlin said? Okay. No, I don't believe. I mean, listen, we just believe Mike Tomlin. He's the guy that just told us two nights ago it's not a big deal, no problem. James Conner. They always say that after the game. They don't (laughs) know. They're swelling. Like, that's why you can't listen to what they say with injuries right away. They're swelling. There's things that happen. You can never listen to what they say. 
And I was shocked. Even, you know, with him saying that, I was like, this guy's lying. There's no way. I'm like, you know, for Connor to limp off like that, that wasn't a, you know, the way he grabbed his uh, ankle and where he was grabbing it and not being able to put really any uh, pressure on the leg. And I was like, oh, that, as soon as it happened, I was like, oh, that's a high ankle sprain. And, you know, a couple of days later, I still believe it's a high ankle sprain. And to be honest with you, I don't think you see in the whole fantasy playoffs. That's you my know, guess. I wouldn't be surprised. Now, the thing is, obviously, they're not going to rush him back because of injury. The Steelers really need wins now. That was a brutal loss for them mm-hmm. against the Chargers. They still have, I think it was, I put it, they have two. They, I know they have the Saints and another tough game. Patriots and Saints. That's it. Okay. Patriots and Saints, which, I mean, those are two huge games for them. Um, and the Ravens are breathing down their neck now once yeah. again. Go figure. Uh, but you got to figure. Here's the thing: the way I looked at it, the fact that they ruled him out already now. Right, I said Tuesday, it earlier. He's not playing that, next week. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the way I see it. I see it's a high ankle sprain. They ruled him out early. Um, I mean, I know they would want him back for that Patriot game in Week 15, but um, I don't know if it's the Patriots in 15 and the Saints in 16, or vice versa. I think it's the uh, Patriots know, in but... Week 15 because I saw something today that they said uh, that they're not going to flex that game. I think that might be a game where okay. they protect it, so they're leaving the. Uh, I think yeah, it's CBS Eagles. isn't giving that game up. Yeah, so I think they're leaving Eagles Rams as the Week 15 Sunday night game. So we get the Rams in prime Ooh. time two weeks in a row, which Again. You know, yeah, it's not terrible though. I mean, you like watching golf. No, right? no, no, so no. it's Bears Rams this no, week. I, I and love Eagles, the fact Rams. that they move. Yeah, I love the fact that they flex these games. You're always getting a decent game. You know, back in the day, we, you know, sometimes like these Monday night stinkers that you get a two-win team late in the season on Monday night football. But I, I like the fact that it's always going to be a good game on Sunday night football. Um, yeah, so that stinks because I was going to say, if the, if the Steelers are getting the Saints in 15, then they even, you know, as much as it's a big game, like the NFL fans, you know, it's a cross-conference game, so they would hold them out again to get them ready for the Patriot game in 16. But, you know, they're not going to have them there. So, uh, I don't know. I, you know, they look at it probably. We'll go to Oakland. We don't need James Conner in this game. Uh, we'll win this game without him. And then, you know, maybe if the Ravens lose and they still have a, a couple-game margin lead, yeah, who knows. But, uh, you know, the I don't think they'll, uh, you know, I don't think they'll rush him back. I think the kid Samuels is decent enough to uh, to get them by. And Talking let's face of, it, they're going to put it on Ben's shoulders. You know, they'll put oh, it on yeah. Ben's shoulders with for sure and let him win it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and in, and that would you would think if you're worried about the running back situation, that would favor Jalen Samuels because he's the preferred pass catching back. Um, we've seen him already have a couple touchdowns mm-hmm. this year, including this past week. Correct. Correct. Uh, I'm sure they'll mix Ridley in. He's still around, um, which is crazy. But um, nah, you, you know, it, it's a tough blow. It, it's the it's so ironic that it winds up being a James Conner injury heading into the fantasy playoffs when James Conner was pretty much the the you know the best fantasy pick there was. Him and Pat Mahomes this year uh, with the value you got on these guys and. Um, you know, now uh, these owners going into the playoffs are going to see life on the opposite side without him. Talking to Chris Vicaro from TheAthletic.com. Chris, I made a horrible mistake this past week, something that mm-hmm. I usually don't do. So, obviously, you know, I'm obviously following a lot of the news of the day. I'm always around a cell phone or computer because, you know, the news is important for fantasy, and I, I'm able to do this as a career. So, Friday... Obviously, I was on Twitter, saw the Kareem Hunt news, and I was like, wow. So I'm in, uh-huh. in my head, I'm thinking, okay, where are the leagues do I have first come, first pick up? And I'm like, yeah, I don't think he's available in any of my leagues. Obviously, you know, in the leagues that we play in, uh, the high-stakes leagues, Fantasy Football World Championship, the GST League, you know, we have the waivers Wednesday night, right. Friday, or Saturday. So you have time, mm-hmm. and you got to put in the fat bits. And obviously, he was taken in all those leagues anyway because we have 20 roster spots. So – I text one of my friends. You met him. He came to the draft, Red. Yeah, I, I sure, Red. Yeah. So we're we are we share a team in his old job, and we also compete against each other in my home league, fourteen team league. So I remember two weeks right. ago he had bye week issues. He had Spencer Ware in his starting lineup because you know there's not much on the waiver wire in a fourteen team league. So I text him, Kareem Hunt in big trouble. He goes, "What happened?" I go, "Video released of him beating a woman." He goes, "Liar." I go, "Check my tweet." He goes, "Oh snap." 
So then two seconds later, I checked my email. He picked up Spencer Ware off the waiver wire. I totally forgot that he <laughs> caught him last week because of the bye week. There's How bad no, is that? There's no, friends, there's no friendship in fantasy football, buddy. <laughs> I, and I've been beating myself up, man. He's, oh, I was like, God. I cursed him out, and he goes, I love you. Yep. I've been in meetings all day. And I was like, he's like, you usually check, and you, sl- you slept on this one. So, and it helped him get yep. into the playoffs, the last spot. He put up like a monstrous week, and he got in with the final spot for the most points. Yep. And the worst part is he has the most fat. He dropped Jalen Samuels to get Spencer Ware. Oh, and now, my God. And of all the playoff teams left, he has the most fab to yep. go back and get him. Oh, my God. So he, so he wins both times. He gets where, and now he gets Samuel. Well, I told him, if you Imagine. win the league, I'm taking a cut. I'm the commissioner. I said I'm taking a cut if he wins. <laughs> is that wrong? It's Can the, I do that? The least you could do, no, the least you could do is, uh, is hook you up with that. Or, you know, give you some of that money for for hooking you up with the uh, the Spencer Ware news. But I never talk make about mistakes it. You know, like how that, crazy man. is this game? No, I know. I hear you. Now, how crazy is this game that going into uh, one week, if you're struggling at running back, you could turn around and have a Spencer Ware, Jalen Samuels combination and maybe even pick up Jeff Wilson off Amazing. combo and all of a sudden right? you have three uh, decent running backs in your lineup. You go from You go from zero to hero real quick. So... It's crazy. That's why we always say it, Adam. Right? It's a weak, weak league, and you know you you could become the fa- you can be the favorite and go uh, and not be the favorite to win your league. Uh, you know, from week to week. So it, it really is crazy. I had the same instance. I have a, a home league, and like you said, all our leagues are you know you put in fab bid, you get it the next day or whatever. But I have one big, big home league, the one that I always talk to you about, where I have Kareem Hunt. Uh, luckily, I was able to win it. Uh, the regular season title by two points last night. So that was good money. But um, on Friday, and I had to do it without Kareem Hunt in my lineup, but uh, on Friday, it's just a first-come, first-serve waiver wire, and uh, it's crazy. Um, But as soon as Kareem Hunt went down, uh, I jumped on, uh, you know, the fab wire. I'm looking all around like, where is he? Where is he? Somebody must own him. And then I look. And it was like 3.08 in the afternoon, and at 3.07, somebody had picked them up. So somebody jumped in to the site as soon as, like, I was in the site, and they were in the site, and they must have hit the button as soon as, you know, like, it was a one-minute differential because the news hit, and I was in the site, like, a minute and a half later, and somebody else was too. But, you know, when you're playing for big money, people stay on top of these things like crazy. Well, in my home league, we run the waiver wire Wednesday, and then Friday afternoon, I open it up for first come, first serve. Now, I right. asked – so what I did is I put on the message board this year because when I am a commissioner, I like to put things to vote. I don't like to be a dictator. So I put – I said, mm-hmm. hey, for waivers this year, do you want to do it like the high-stakes leagues where we have you know one waiver wire period Wednesday, one Friday night, and okay, maybe first come, first serve Sunday in case you have a kicker or something. It was – Unanimously, unanimously voted down. Not one person wanted to do it. Now, I will say, first come, first serve is advantageous for me because, like I said, I'm near a mm-hmm. computer and I follow this stuff all the time. Now, there's going to be periods you're out doing stuff and you don't get it, but it benefits me. But I don't like it. And obviously, we don't do it in the high stakes leagues. You said you have it in one of your high dollar leagues. Do you like it or no? Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know what? You're right. I don't usually think of it like that, but it's true. You know, like we're so on top of it. And I'm always, you know, every five, 10 minutes looking at my phone for updated injury infos. And I'm just addicted like that. So yeah, it helps someone like me and you, you know, in that case, but I kind of don't like it. You know, I, I don't know. I, I guess uh, it's just so habit coming from a high stakes world where you have to, you know, be prepared and you put your bids in and then you wait, you know, till that, to see who you got. I kind of prefer it like that instead of the free-for-all, you know, setup that, uh, you know, these particular home leagues are. Yeah, because, I mean, it's whoever sees the news first at the time. And, you know, right. there's some people that can't, whether it's their job or something, and they just can't check for a couple right. hours, unfortunately. I know for the most part these days people have phones, whatever. Even if they're at work, they have mm-hmm. access to the internet. But there's some jobs where you just can't, and you're tuned out yeah, of plus- what's going on. Plus, more importantly, like I, I always felt, there is a strategy behind the bidding and, and, and managing your fat budget. And, uh, you know, if you're in a league where you feel like the competition just isn't up to par, 
um, you know, that you can outbid them on certain players or they'll, they won't have the right feel, you know, for uh, how much certain guys are going to go for. And that could always be an advantage to you. So, you know, I, I prefer the, uh, the old fab waiver, uh, you know, the fab budget uh, uh, bids instead of just the free for all. Yeah, I have a friend that always blows the budget in fab in whatever sport, like in the first two weeks. I think he spent like 600 on Jakeem Grant this year. <laughs> and I just, oh, God. I just sit there laughing. He's like, oh, I desperately needed a wide receiver. I'm like, okay, you obviously just saw one touchdown, one highlight. <laughs> but thank you for spending that money. He's in the playoffs, too. He's in the playoffs. You know why? Oh, my God. Hey, has, well, that's been the kind of year. That... McCaff- he has McCaffrey. Not Jakeem Grant, though. McCaffrey, Adam, Steelin, one of the and Cam, like four studs, and it's carry him. Yeah, lots, lots more ahead with Chris McCower from the Athletic when we continue here at Scout Fantasy Sports on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 8 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you check me out, scoutfantasysports.com. Got the Week 14 Fab Guide up. And at this point, if you still have the waiver wire with Fab, no need to hold back. Unleash it. But there's plenty of options this week that can help you win, as we were discussing at the running back position. So check all the players out in that article and also, you can ask questions on the message boards and forums, whether you have any specific start sits, add drops, baseball, basketball, whatever the questions are, we have you covered, scoutfantasysports.com. I'm joined by Chris McCarroll. You can find him at theathletic.com. And Chris, obviously, we play in a lot of high-stakes leagues, and the high-stakes leagues close the waiver wire in Week 13. Do you like that, or do you think that should change and it should be open for the postseason, too? No, I like that. I always like that. Um, I like the fact that now where it gets tough Adam is when you have a team that you're not a hundred percent sure is going to the playoffs it I, I like the setup when you know you have a team that you know is going to the playoffs come week 14 but when you don't know a team is going into the playoffs and you need like a week 13 win it's tougher to set your team up for the playoffs so um you know it's a little bit of a give and take but overall I do always like that um I don't know how you would I don't know how people would do it if you know, the the waiver wire was open in the high-stakes market. You know, you have 10 teams that get eliminated, you know, nine or 10 teams that are eliminated after the regular season, and then you got two or three teams that move on to the playoffs. So, you know, that's a huge advantage. You have a whole waiver wire open up for, what, just two, three teams in the league? Like, you know, there's a lot to it. So I like the fact that, you know, it's closed off after week 13, and you go in with what you had. You know, there's no point in – you know, a team, just say this week, just say you went in, you you know, you lose James Conner. Now, certain teams and you, you know, no one's going to go in and, and bid on him if they're not in the playoffs. But that one team gets to bid on and get Jalen Samuels for a couple of bucks and then use them for an overall. Like, it's, you know, I, I like the fact that it's shut off. I'll put it that way. Uh, let's talk about a player that I know we both liked and, Josh Adams, and I think a lot of people thought, okay, mm-hmm. this could be a difference maker down the stretch. He was banged up going the last times he played. 20 carries, 85 yards, did not find the end zone, got stopped near the goal line. It wasn't involved in the passing game. We did see Corey Clement in there. He had eight touches. He looked healthier than he has been this year. And Darren Sproles returned, even though he didn't do much in the passing game. Do we just Sproles. go with Adams the rest of the way? Because, you know, the 20 carries, and they do want to run the ball more. Or is it a little bit of a concern that we didn't really see him involved in the passing game at all? Yeah, I mean, it hurts, Adam, as much as he's, you know, he got 22 carries the week before, now 20. 
you love the volume with the carries and everything, but you know, you, you, in these leagues, you really need to contribute in the passing game. You're just adding a couple catches every week uh, to help or else, you know, you, you hear a lot of people complaining about Gus Edwards. Now, you know, everybody was high on him a couple of weeks ago for the, you know, for the stretch run, but he's not adding anything in the passing game. So you get a guy that's getting 18 carries a game for 80, 90 yards. And guess what? A big deal. It's eight, nine points if you don't get in the end zone. But, uh, I, I I still like Adams. Um, he's a tough play this upcoming week versus your Cowboys in Dallas. That's a scary matchup to me. Uh, unless he finds the end zone, he's a borderline. He's a flex play, in my opinion, uh, heading into this week. Do you think the Cowboys win this week? I know everyone's going to say, oh, letdown game, but they've had 10 days to rest. The Eagles are coming off a Monday night game. I mean, we've seen it's Jason Garrett-led team, so nothing would shock me. But uh, the Cowboys are oh, they'll get out coached, yeah. Oh yeah, that's for sure. Even <laughs> they'll though, get out coached in a game. Although Peterson um, and their play calling for the Eagles has been a little off this year with Frank yeah, Wright gone. Yeah, that's true. But uh, do you, yeah, that what, is what true, you, and that's a major loss. Frank, what do you what do you um, think for this game? The, the Cowboys favored by three and a half is the early line that I'm seeing. I think it will be a close game. I still like the Cowboys in this game. I think right now the Cowboys are the better team by far. And I'm not I'm not going to go overboard with that Eagles win last night. They were playing a depleted team um, and, and struggling in the first half versus the Redskins, you know, before McCoy went down. And Mark Sanchez, who probably didn't know his 10 plays altogether, came in and ruined the game second half. They couldn't do anything with them. So I still think the Eagles suck at them. Uh, Offensively, they're okay. They could put some points on the board, but that'll play into Dallas's strength. Dallas is a really good defensive team. Um, I mean, I don't see any reason why the Cowboys shouldn't score 28-plus points in this game at home versus that Eagles defense. So I like the Cowboys. I, I, you know, we've been saying it. I, I think they run away with this division. They should, especially if they're able to win this week because you got to think that the Redskins are done. It uh, looks like uh, they're going to oh, bring yeah. in with Johnson at quarterback tomorrow. So. Man, I'm, so what do you do with the Redskins now? Can you use anyone in this offense? No, you can't use anybody in this offense except Peterson. I still think uh, Peterson in this offense now, I think he's a 20-plus carry a game guy. Um, he's got the Giants this upcoming week. Uh, uh, I'm going to play him. And uh, other than that, though, can't be happy with Jordan Reed uh, in your lineup, uh, Docs, and any of these guys. I, I would sit all of them. Talking to Chris Vaccaro from TheAthletic.com. Uh, Justin Jackson gave the Chargers a little bit of a boost there in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. and I saw some comments from Anthony Lynn basically saying, you know, Eckler is kind of a little tired late in the year. He's doing a little bit more, been used on special teams. Uh, I don't know if Melvin Gordon plays this week. My interpretation is he does not play. They have a Thursday night game in week 15 against the Chiefs, which is a big game. Now, again, we saw the Chargers put Gordon out there a little bit earlier than they should have and didn't take him out against Arizona. So anything could happen, but it's the Bengals. They're favored by 14. You can win this game. Say Gordon sits. Who's the better play this week, Justin Jackson or Austin Eckler? I... That's a great question because Justin Jackson sure as hell looked like the better back on Sunday. Even though didn't you know, he have more Eckler didn't he have more like, room to run? Oh, Eckler was slamming into oh walls every God. time he got the ball. It was crazy, and I had Eckler in a couple of my lineups, Adam. But it was frustrating every time Eckler had the ball. He was nowhere to go, and Jackson. Why did they keep running, running him? That's what everything. I didn't. What I didn't understand with Eckler, why why did they keep running him when there was no get him the ball in space? I mean, you've done it all year. When I he's think been he's in the Chris game. Thompson. He's Chris Thompson. He's, he's you know, Tariq Cohen. He, he's that type of back. He should be, even even now, when Gordon goes down certain, it's not like Eckler's the type of back to come in and get 20 carries like he, like he is Melvin Gordon. They have to play it like as Justin Jackson now is Melvin Gordon, and Eckler stays in his role as the change of pace back and, and you know, third down back out of the backfield, catching five, six, seven balls a, a week. That's the way I would play it, you know, for this upcoming week versus the Bengals. I wouldn't be shocked to see Jackson get more carries than Eckler this week uh, and like a 50-50 time split. But I, I think that's the way they should play it because Eckler's just not one of those guys you could give 20-plus carries, slam it up in there. He's not that type of back. Uh, Justin Jackson isn't huge either. He's six, you know, I think he's six foot two hundred. 
but he definitely plays the, the lead back role more than an Eckler does. Sony Michelle owners probably thought they were potentially getting a league winner with the way he looked early on. Uh, he did get 17 mm-hmm. carries this past week, but James Devlin with two rushing touchdowns, that hurt. Oh. Rex, Burk- Rex Burkhead played 17 snaps. Oh. Again, didn't get a ton of touches. You know, Michelle had 18. You know you don't expect much from him in the passing game. But uh, is it going to be a little trepidation hitting submit with Sony Michelle in your starting lineup uh, with Burkhead back? Or do you think it's just a, one of those fluke games where maybe he converts a touchdown next week? Well, it was a tough matchup, first off. You know, the Vikings run these pretty solid. So, um, you know, tough matchup. They would try and incorporate Burkhead back in a little bit. They give him some run. James White was a zero through a quarter and a half because I had him in a couple lineups, and I was just staring at that bagel and going, uh-oh, James White's the odd man out. But at least he came in, played his role, scored, you know, you know, got his eight, nine catches. Uh, I would go right back to Sonny Michelle this week. I, I wouldn't, you know, versus Miami, good matchup. They're about eight, eight-point favorite, um, you know, at home. I, I don't. I, I would have to play him and, and think about it. There's no way you have 23, 24 better options than Sony Michelle on your team. So, you know, he's a solid RB two this week. Uh, I would go right back to him, man. How about Spencer Ware? I think people were hoping for probably a mm-hmm. better production last week against Oakland. Uh, 14 carries, 47 yards. They get the touchdown, but only one reception for five yards. They signed Charkandrick West, who knows the system. I don't think he plays a big role, but. Uh, yeah. Is where maybe more of an RB two than we thought uh, slam dunk RB one yeah. in this prolific offense. Yeah, I mean, listen, the matchup was juicy, and everybody wanted to throw him right in that top ten RB one range. Uh, you know, going into Sunday versus Oakland, but you know, sometimes it just doesn't work out that way. This matchup is even tougher versus the Ravens, but um, yeah, I would have him, you know, pegged as an RB two, and I think going forward, it's going to be matchup you know, specific with, with Spencer Ware, but um, he's got the charges, like you said, the following Thursday, the charges are leaky now on the ground. So that'll be a better matchup than this one versus the Ravens, but he'll, he'll be an RB two for you, uh, you know, through the fantasy playoffs. Mike McCarthy finally let go by green Bay, just an embarrassing Thank loss God. at home. And I had texted you, man. I was, I wanted to hop on Arizona mm-hmm. right away. Uh, when I saw that spread last right. week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I just like how could Green right. Bay be favored by 14 and a half over anyone? I still didn't expect them to lose. That was just pathetic. But I know you're a big Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. guy. Like, it's always difficult to predict what's going to happen. You can easily say, oh, this is going to boost the offense. They're happy he's out and they're going to go off. Or it could just continue to linger. Which way do you think it goes for Green Bay this week? They are at home against Atlanta, yeah. a team that obviously is crazy. Well, well, can't you just see the writing on the wall now? You know, now that McCarthy's gone, Philbin takes over. Philbin probably opens up. Uh, you know, I don't. Who knows what Philbin's going to bring to the table this week? But I'm sure Rodgers will wind up, and, and the whole offense will wind up looking better at home versus the Falcons. So you know, I, I could see the writing on the wall that the Packers actually have a good game offensively, and everybody blames McCarthy even more now uh, than they should. Uh, McCarthy just. The, the the playbook got stale, the same plays, the same offense for so long. And, uh, you know, with all these great offensive minds in football calling plays like the McVeighs and everything that have come so far and uh, with diagramming plays, McCarthy just got stale. It's like somebody that got left in the 90s, you know, and I think Rodgers was sick of it. And, uh, you know, all the stats are there. You know, people, you could see it all on Twitter, everything people post about the stats and, and everything about him not throwing uh, inside the numbers and everything like that, the throwaways. Uh, it was time for McCarthy to go, and uh, I'm sure Rodgers come next year when they bring in a smarter offensive-minded coach uh, to work with him, uh, you know, he'll bounce back. Talking to Chris Vicaro from TheAthletic.com. Lamar Jackson, do you think he starts this week? They're at Kansas City. We did see Joe Flacco throw a little bit late last week. Look, Lamar Jackson's won three games in a row. I know the teams he has faced, they're not that good. But what do you think Baltimore does here? Do do they do something where they play both? I know that was mentioned by Harbaugh last week, but fantasy owners who have kind of been riding Lamar Jackson have a decision to make this week. 
potentially. Yeah, this isn't college. Yeah, this isn't college. I don't. There's not to play both of them. Maybe you know, if they did go back to Flacco, maybe you know, Jackson's out there for a bunch more plays, doing those gimmicks and throws it a couple times. But it, you know, it won't be. Uh, you know, Flacco comes in for a series, Jackson for a series, and back. You know, I don't think they'll be mixing and matching, but. Uh, I don't know. It depends on, I think, Har, you know, Harbaugh knows he's trying to save his job this year. And if Jackson's the guy that's uh, right now has the team hot, you know, uh, I think maybe he sticks with him. Uh, loyalty isn't going to get him his job, uh, isn't going to keep his job, you know, this year. So uh, I think they stick with Jackson until he loses. Could you see yourself if you were in a league with waiver wire? I know it depends on your quarterback, but. You know, everyone mm-hmm. talks about Lamar Jackson. Look at what Josh Allen has done the last couple weeks. I mean, he's been a QB1. Yeah. He has the Jets this week. I got to think most teams in the playoffs are good at quarterback if you got here. Could you envision a scenario, though, where you say, you know what? I'm going to play Josh Allen this week. No. No. <laughs> There's no shot. There's no way in the fantasy play. I don't even care what happens, what my situation is. And believe me, these past, you know, four or five weeks, I've been tempted to bench Rodgers believe it or not, as crazy as it sounds, and I just won't do it, uh, you know, for better options, but uh, better matchups with other quarterbacks. But um, there's no way I'm rolling Josh Allen out because as soon as somebody takes that shot on him, that's when he's going to throw for 110 yards and three interceptions. Um, crazy stat, though, with Josh, uh, with Josh Allen is uh, I saw he has as many top five fantasy games as a quarterback then Brady, Rodgers, uh, I want to say, uh, who was the other big name? Bunch of big names. Big uh, Rivers, uh, and I think Big Ben, too. It, it was crazy stat. Yeah, Rivers has been very solid. He hasn't had explosive games, but yeah. I think he has multiple touchdowns in every game this year, so he's kind of giving you that high floor. Uh, someone that we talked about last week, we said this has to be the week or we're not using him. Cortland Sutton, he did score. Do we feel better mm-hmm. this week at San Fran? So is he back in play again this week? Yeah, yeah, he's back in play. I, I maybe I went over the top a couple of uh, weeks ago when Demarius Thomas got traded out, uh, Adam, and and said that you know I think he'll be a wide receiver two the rest of the way. I think I got to shift him down to a wide receiver three. But uh, yeah, I'm comfortable going back to him uh, now. I, I had him in this past week, got rewarded. It was a good matchup. I think this is another fine matchup for him. So, yeah, I'll stick with him now. I don't know how he's doing it, but every game this year, except one, Tyler Lockett has hit double-digit points in PPR formats, nine touchdowns in 12 games. He has 56 targets. Do you just keep putting him in the lineup because there's some magic there? Because, you know, I feel like one of these weeks he's not going to do it, and the worst game he had was Chargers week nine, three for 22. Every other week he's getting it done. One catch last week, 52-yard touchdown. Yeah, well, that's the crazy. I mean, you keep rolling the dice. Eventually, it's going to come up snake eyes. Uh, and, you know, Russell Wilson isn't throwing it around, you know, this this year. They're a run-heavy team. So, it's a real risk. But when Russell Wilson does drop back, he seems to find Lockett for, you know, for a touchdown or a big play. So, uh, it's not going to be, you know, uh, quantity. It's got to be quality for uh, Tyler Lockett. 